Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. the show, folks. I have a barn burner for you today, and I don't mean the type of barn burning that's occurring all over America uh, from the tax on our infrastructure or food supply. I mean a barn burner as in a very exciting, uh, well, I, exciting might not be the word, right? I don't know if this is exciting. Um, it's very interesting and, and frankly, a bit upsetting. Okay. So over the course of this weekend, in late last week, uh, we heard a poo storm occur because uh, Bobby Kennedy spoke about the racial aspects of COVID. And uh, this was turned into a really bizarre thing. Now, here's why. So Kennedy talked about and read uh, and, and mentioned, and he was recorded talking about from in a dinner party, this conversation about uh, the impact of COVID and vaccines on races, right? Now, I'm going to show you guys a lot of stuff on this, a lot of stuff. And I need you to bear with me a little bit because this is a tough one, right? So let's go, let's start here. Let's start with this. We're going to do a lot of screenshots here. Okay. So folks, this is an NIH study. I'll show you here. Uh, study published on NIH, I'm sorry. And it's from uh, a biochemistry peer-reviewed follow the science journal. Now, had, uh, if you read this, it says susceptibility of different populations to SARS-CoV-2 infection is not yet understood. He, uh, here we did a bunch of sciencey stuff and computational chemistry calculations to probe the effects on uh, SARS-CoV-2 ACE2 interaction. Now, ACE2 is the way that SARS makes you sick, okay? So when you get COVID, the, the virus gets into your system and it just floats around there and it wouldn't do anything but for the ACE2 receptors. So when this virus is floating around, and so this is a virus, it's floating around in your system. And for, for those of you on the radio, you might want to subscribe to the video. Uh, this one's an important one, but... Uh, anyways, if you think of, of a little floaty dot, that's the virus floating around in the, in your bloodstream. Okay. It's floating around, floating around. And then you've got all these cells that are your cells that are supposed to be there in the bloodstream. Well, that virus can't get into those cells unless it connects to the ACE2 receptor. Now on the outside of the cells, there's these little connector points. One of them's called the ACE2 receptor. And the spike protein in COVID connects to that ACE2 receptor. So think of it like a magnet, right? You got you got the magnet on one, one side, another side, they connect, right? So once this virus connects to this ACE2 receptor, it makes the cell sick. And that's how this, this works, right? So when they talk about the SARS-CoV-2 ACE2 receptor, it's super sciencey, complicated stuff, but it's not really that difficult to understand if you think about it like a magnet, right? Well, according to this, uh, these, these show the effects of the interaction. And uh, the interaction is decreased 
in the Ashkenazi Jewish population. Now, by the way, I'm not even sure what an Ashkenazi Jewish population is other than something Jewish. I don't really get into race because I don't care about it. Uh, only the left cares about race because they're the bigots, right? But that's the point here. So you've got this, it says decreased in Ashkenazi Jew, and it says uh, it's increased in, uh, in some of these other populations, with the most frequent variants uh, being East Asian, South Asian, African, African American, European, European, and South Asian populations, respectively. So we see that uh, the, the, the binding attraction is weakest with this Ashkenazi Jewish population and strongest with the European South Asian, going down to the European and then to, to African American, right? So blacks and whites and South Asians are most at risk. Uh, East Asians and Ashkenazi Jews are least. And this is what Bobby was talking about. Now, this is a scientific study, folks. This isn't me saying that COVID's racist. It's not talking about COVID. COVID isn't racist. It's just that's the way people are built. And this is just science, right? So we're following the science here. Now, there's a lot more to this. And I want to talk about this, right? So I'm going to share with you guys another screen here. Um, this, folks... Uh, this next screen, there is a group out there called the Pennsylvania Medical Society. The Pennsylvania Medical Society is a trade group for, for doctors and scientists in Pennsylvania. They've been out there for, uh, uh, let's see, since 1848. So this is an old group, right? Old, old group. They've been out there forever. Well, I've got this report, which I'm going to share with you. This is a report, and as you see, it says Resolution 21-209, Racial Equity and SARS-CoV-2 Spike Protein. Now, my guess is, is that these guys, when they did this, were thinking, oh, boy, we're going to show that this is a racist disease, and you know, so on and so forth. But they didn't have the whole story, right? So they did this. They kind of jumped the gun on this. And uh, the, so they put this board report out. And this board report says that they want to look at the impacts of SARS-CoV-2 on race. Now, I want you to understand something, folks. This is critical. Remember when we talk about SARS-CoV-2 and we talk about the ACE2 receptor, the only reason that SARS-CoV-2 affects certain people differently is because they have, you know, different, uh, different, uh, the magnets on the ACE2 receptor may be stronger or weaker or something like that, right? Does that make sense? So when they talk about the races, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at how does this thing connect and can it connect and so on and so forth. And But the spike protein is always the thing that connects. It's always the thing that makes it work. Without the spike protein, SARS-CoV-2 is irrelevant. It doesn't affect people, right? But, 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 the spike protein was the thing that they made in the lab. They inserted the spike protein into the SARS-CoV-2 infrastructure, right? This is part of when they made SARS-CoV-2 and they did the gain of function. Inserting the spike protein is part of the way that they made it so that it would connect to human cells so that it would be more dangerous and deadly to people. Okay, so 
and by the way, the Department of Defense made this, and they did it in conjunction with the Wuhan Lab of Virology, and they did it through EcoHealth Alliance. So, uh, at least as we've alleged. Anyways, so when we look at this, this report shows, and it's an extensive report. It's, it's very well cited. I'm just scrolling through to show you. Very well cited. I see all those blue links. All those blue links. By the way, those are hamster testicles. Uh, I'll explain that later. Um, all those blue links are different links to different scientific articles, other articles, uh, showing that there's issues to look at here. And what they look at in this report, uh, they're looking at uh, race and gender and other such issues as related to SARS-CoV-2. Why does it attack certain things? And I want to hit a few different things in this uh, because it's a critical thing and people don't understand. Now, the vaccines use the same spike protein uh, formulation that SARS-CoV-2 does. So when you take the vaccine, it creates those spike proteins in your body. Your body continues to create those spike proteins. So understand something, folks. Uh, the vaccines are would be racially targeted, just like the... the, the uh, the disease, if the disease is racially targeted, at least I would make that argument. Now, we can't prove that for sure, but it looks that way. Now, the disease does appear to be racially targeted, but we can't say that for sure. There's a lot of evidence, but not proof. And more than enough evidence that Bobby Kennedy was absolutely right in saying that we ought to be looking into this. So, and let me throw this out there also, folks. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that people who would perform gain-of-function work on a disease and create this poison vaccine that would put it out, knowing that it would kill millions of people, knowing that it would be absolutely, the vaccines would be absolutely ineffective, knowing that there was no benefit whatsoever to them in children, yet they continued to push them in children, do you think people that evil evil enough to kill millions of people. Do you really think they're above being racist? There is racism, but it was not Bobby Kennedy. The racism we're seeing is quite clearly from the people who created this. Now, when we look at this, we go through and we see different things. Racially specific aspects of the spike protein, which is created by the, by the vaccine. And we see all of these different things. But mortality, cancer, uh, all sorts of things. And again, here's this key thing. This is what Bobby was talking about. Yes, COVID was more or appeared to be worse for some races than others. That's not racist. That's just science, folks. It's not even my science. It's published in the NIH. I mean, what do you want me to say about that? Uh, should I ignore it because someone might be offended? Have we gotten to that point? Are we snowflake to the point that we can't talk about this because it might offend somebody? Of course, that's absurd, folks. It's absurd. But when we look through here, uh, we see 39% uh, of deleterious uh, variants in ACE2 occur in African, African-American populations. Ashkenazi Jewish populations do not appear to carry such variants. Now, that's according to this BMC medicine document, right? 
Um, now, to be clear, I think that the Jewish people are some of the most amazing people on the planet. I, was, I, I got the opportunity to testify before the rabbinical court in New York to try and keep some of the Jewish population safe from these vaccines. And I did, and I was honored to do so. And I want it to be understood here. And I'm making this statement for one reason, because the bigots who are behind this are, may try and say the same thing about me that they said about Kendi. Oh, this guy's anti-Semitic. Absolutely not. I am actually uh, out there rabidly defending the various populations, but not just the Jewish population. I'm also out defending the African-American population. I'm out talking daily about Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. I'm out fighting for all of the, all the different things. I'm the guy out here fighting, saying, listen, content of character, not color of skin, because color of skin shouldn't matter. But, but, lest we forget, these monsters who have done this, folks, these monsters who have created this disease, who have done this horrible, horrible thing, these monsters, they, they're willing to kill millions. Do you think they wouldn't target specific races? And this is what I've got to talk about, folks. It appears that the people who created this disease did so in a way to target some races more strongly than others, and it's possible. We've got the science. We've got the science that suggests it, right? Let me show you this document, folks. This one's a big one. This is Project Salus, right? Project Salus is a, a Department of Defense analysis of what's going on with COVID and the vaccines. Here's what it shows. Risk model for breakthrough hospitals. Now, this is about the vaccines. And again, the spike protein is a spike protein. What this shows is that certain uh, populations are more at risk for breakthrough after the vaccines than others. If you look over here where my cursor is, you see Native Americans, Hispanics. Uh, where is it? Uh, Native Americans, Hispanics, uh, well, the, the fat people. Uh, fat people are in trouble, and blacks are all at increased risk of breakthrough after the vaccines, right? Now, let me go to, let me show you something. You see the date here, folks? Did they tell you about this? Did they tell you that they knew that the vaccines were absolute garbage for minority populations in September of 2021, or did they keep pushing it on the minority populations? Remember all the NIH Fauci programs designed to really make sure that the uptake was higher in the black population and the Hispanic population. Remember this? That's because they're racist, folks. They knew it wasn't working. They knew what was going on. Folks, there's a lot of stuff we've got here that suggests that the people who were evil enough to create SARS-CoV-2 were evil enough to be bigots. And why is that a surprise? I think they hate a lot of people. These people knew that these vaccines didn't work, yet they pushed them anyways. Minority populations, children, all these people who'd never needed it, they did it anyways. The disease appears to have uh, genetic 
uh, structures that may well target specific races. Bobby Kennedy talked about this, and what was the reaction? There was no thank you, Bobby, for letting us know that uh, there does appear to be a racial component to this. No, no. There was, oh, Kennedy must be anti-Semitic, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Bobby Kennedy is a lot of things, but anti-Semitic? Are you kidding me? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's like calling me an anti-Semite. It's retarded. It's beyond dumb. Boy, I said the word retarded. I think I triggered a snowflake. God help me. Folks, this is nonsense. The racists who are actually creating stuff to kill people are now trying to suggest that when we say that they did it, that we're racist. Are you kidding? Now listen, the science does not prove that this was racially uh, structured, but it certainly does bear, uh, we got plenty of evidence to suggest that we need to investigate this fully, uh, fully and honestly with real scientists. That's what science does. Support us at TomRens.com. We'll be right back. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? Well, the answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard doctors like Peter McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. That's the best deal ever at 25% off. Use promo code OUTLOUD25. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. Hey, welcome back. So, you know, we're talking about uh, this whole COVID thing today, and there's a lot there. I mean, you know, we're talking about first, and in this first segment, the fact that there is a legitimate scientific basis for questioning whether or not this disease, which was created in a lab, now, mind you, created by people who knew they were creating a disease that could kill millions of people. Coronavirus is actually listed in federal law as uh, something with pandemic potential. So it's an abnormally dangerous activity, right? If, you, if you're screwing around with, with coronaviruses, it's an abnormally dangerous activity under the law. And so these guys were screwing around with something that was well known to have pandemic potential. But they did it anyways. And they made it more dangerous and more viral and more this and more that 
by adding this ACE2 receptor, by doing all these things, right? So the question is, could people that evil also be racist? And to me, I mean, the answer is clearly yes. I mean, if you don't care killing people, why would you care about being a racist, right? Uh, well, these racist monsters have done a lot of things. And one of the other things that that's came out this weekend that I think is important is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough came out and he mentioned, and I'll show you here. Uh, here's a tweet from my buddy, the Vigilant Fox. Uh, love Vigilant. Vigilant Fox uh, reported, and he's got a great video here with uh, McCullough on, uh, I believe, on Infowars with uh, my buddy Alex Jones. I got all, I've got new friends all over the place, folks. It's kind of awesome. But if you look here, we've got uh, Peter McCullough's uh, was tweeted about, and he says, listen, uh, this is looking very bad. SV40 is a known cancer-promoting segment of DNA, and yes, it's in the shots. So he says, quote, what I'm telling you is the shots promote cancer through SV40, and they inhibit our ability to fight cancer by suppressing tumor suppressor system. So now, looking very bad, every system showing cancer rates are up. So that's inarguable. Big question is how much of this is due to the vaccines? Well, let me help you, Peter. Uh, all of it. All of it. There's no question what's going on here. Uh they not only made this disease, uh, you know, dangerous, but they, they included things that made it uh, long-term problems, right? And this SV40, again, it's, the spike protein has it, right? This is this is all over the place, the way this works. And that's from both COVID and the, the vaccines. This disease, this vaccine and the disease were created at the same time, same people, same place, same stuff, Right? Now, there's reports, and we've got some paperwork indicating that back uh, when, when SARS-CoV-2 was being created by EcoHealth Alliance, that the one and only Dr. Peter Hotez, you know, the guy that's too cowardly to go on and uh, debate RFK on with Rogan, uh, he reportedly was involved with the creation of the vaccines at the same time. So now these guys are all working together to do this. Sounds like they created something that's going to create disease so that they could create cures for it, doesn't it? You know, like snake oil salesmen. Well, as we're looking at this, yes, SV40 is cancer producing. And uh, yes, and and this goes back to the DMED data, right? So for those of you that don't know, you know, I was out there talking about the DMED data uh, with Senator Johnson back, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. DMED data was a defense medical epidemiology database. Now, mind you, to this day, to almost two years ago, I, I went out and I charged that the Def Department of Defense knew that these vaccines were killing and poisoning and making sick their soldiers. And I showed the data from their database, the DMED database, brought to me by whistleblowers like uh, Teresa Long and Mark Brescia, a bunch of heroes, heroes, absolute heroes. They bring me this information. We put it out there. It shows cancer, neurological issues, all these different things. Do you know, folks, that to this day, after I charged that the DOD was killing its soldiers and murdering its soldiers, to this day, they have not responded under oath? Not once. The only response they've had is a half-hearted, oh, there was a, a glitch in the database, and that's that, right? That's it. And to this day, the Republicans in Congress have not called them to testify about the DMED data 
under oath to this day. I'm waiting for the opportunity to go testify before Congress on this under oath uh, so that I can bring what I've got and ask some questions. I think there's some important questions. Why is the, uh, the Congress, the GOP, why are they not bringing this up? They're in the majority. They're having COVID hearings. Why am I not invited to come and talk about the DMED data? I can tell you all about it. The reason is, is that they don't want the Department of Defense's involvement publicized because they're cowards. They don't want to actually take on the deep state. And that is the deep state, folks. But anyways, this is important, right? So we've got cancer. We've got all of these different things. We've got the attacks on various organ systems and issues throughout the human body, all from the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, which is the same protein that is produced in your body when you take the vaccine, right? So this is all happening. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this happens against a backdrop where if you talk about it, they're going to call you a racist, they're going to call you this, call you that. The people who created a disease that targets race and kills people are going to call you a racist for asking whether they did it. Think about that, folks. Think about that. Is there any irony there? Is there anything shocking about that? Well, this goes to another article, and this was posted by Dr. Joseph Sansone, right? So it's uh, right here. Uh, I love Substack, by the way, and I hope you subscribe to my Substack, tomrens.substack.com. But uh, this article is uh, Dr. Joseph Sansom, and uh, he's talking about some a conversation with Stu Peters. I, I get a boot out of Stu. Uh, Stu's a good guy, and Stu doesn't have a whole lot of a filter. He, he calls it just like he sees it. And, uh, you know, he's got some really interesting perspectives. But, you know, Stu's been calling this COVID vaccine a bioweapon for a very long time, and the COVID shot a bioweapon for a long time, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. When you do gain-of-function research, it's technically, under the law, dual-purpose research, which means it could be considered a bioweapon if used for nefarious purposes, or it could be considered something that's positive if it's used for good purposes. I don't think there's any good purposes for it, but that's neither here nor there. Now, the vaccines and the SARS-CoV-2, we keep finding more and more problems, but fewer and fewer benefits. That sounds like a bioweapon to me, folks. I don't see any benefit. And the fact that they covered up all the ben uh, the, the downsides and uh, lied about benefits being there that don't exist really makes it seem even worse, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing, though. The, the title of this article is, When it comes to C-19 injections, health freedom is a psyop. Uh, now, I disagree with that. I think health freedom is always worth talking about. But let me talk about his point, because I don't disagree with his underlying point. I would have just worded it a little bit different as me being a lawyer. So forgive me. Uh, but Dr. Sanson and Stu are dead right. The concept of health freedom with related to COVID-19 injections, uh, well, it could be considered a PSYOP if you think about what they're saying. Now, their point is, is that Health freedom means the, the ability to choose. Do I want to get a vaccine? Do I not want to get a vaccine? Do I want this treatment? Do I want that treatment? In its literal sense, health freedom is about the freedom to make decisions governing your own body and your health, right? And so long as those decisions don't impact anybody but you, uh, then, you know, I think we can all agree that health freedom is cr critical, right? 
Now, by the way, for those of you wondering, yes, I distinguish abortion. I'm anti-abortion, right? I am against abortion. I distinguish it by saying this. Abortion affects another because to me, life begins at conception. So your health choice then affects the life of another with abortion. But your health choice with regards to something like vaccination, well, that, that the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines have never stopped the spread of the disease. And since they don't do proper studies on any vaccines, I think there's a different situation there. The other thing to consider is abortion results in death of the other party. A vaccine, well, you might spread a disease, but there's no guarantees on death. So it's a sliding scale, right? And that's an important thing to consider. But anyways, regardless, point being here that health freedom, well, the, the freedom to choose whether or not to get the vaccine. And a lot of conservatives and Republicans that had originally sold out and said, oh, you should get the vaccine, have slid to, well, you should have the right to choose whether to get it. Well, to me, that is absurd. This is not, and I agree with uh, the good doctor, uh, Joseph Sanson, and Stu, there's no benefits to the COVID vaccine. It doesn't stop the spread of COVID. We know that, the, the government's admitted it. Uh, we know that it, they don't even know that it actually prevents severe uh, illness. There's no benefits at all to this. There are a lot of risks, and we find more every day. Died suddenly, anybody. Uh, I mean, everything that we look at, death, 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 carnage, right? Folks, you've got to understand something. If there is no benefit but a load of downsides, this isn't about health freedom, right? The freedom to choose to take this. You know, we do not sell hand grenades to toddlers. Why? What's the benefit? There's none. I mean, you know, I have two boys. I remember when they were toddlers. Uh, imagine selling a three-year-old a hand grenade. And you're thinking to yourself right now, what, Renz, what the hell? Why are you talking about That's stupid. It is stupid, right? Okay. There's no benefit to giving a three-year-old a hand grenade. And giving a three-year-old a hand grenade can result in an awful lot of bad things happening. Explain to me how that's different than giving a child a, vac a COVID-19 vaccine. They don't get sick. They don't die from COVID unless they've been exposed to the vaccine. It doesn't impact kids generally. And the vaccine doesn't do anything good for the kids. It doesn't stop transmission. So it doesn't do anything good for the people around the kids and provides no benefit whatsoever. Why would you give a child a COVID-19 vaccine? It's like giving a toddler a hand grenade. There is no good reason to do that. We don't let you do one. Why would we let you do the other? Now, I would argue that there's no benefit to anybody for these vaccines. None. When we look at the risk-benefit profile, there is no justification for any of these vaccines to be out there at all. These COVID vaccines are beginning to end horrible. They don't do anything good. And why would we do it? So the question is, when we say health freedom on this, well, we take a lot, we a lot of precautions to protect people from their own stupidity. And it's one thing to say, well, it's a free society. If you want to do something stupid, you can. And I agree with that. 
but not when there's absolutely no, I mean, hell, you'd be better off taking Coke. Well, maybe not. Ask, I, we'd have to ask Hunter Biden about that. But, uh, you know, I mean, at least then you're high and happy for a few minutes. What do you get out of a COVID vein? You're sick and then die. I mean, what? literally. Yeah. Okay. Okay, get ready. Here's your soundbite for the next, uh, the next media hit piece. I would argue that it's more beneficial to be on an illegal drug than to be on one of these COVID vaccines. How about that? Take, uh, take Hunter Biden's route. Do Coke, not COVID vaccines. I'm going to run with this. Folks, I'm running with it. I think, I think Hunter Biden might be wise. Uh, Hunter Biden's smarter than us. He, he realized uh, instead of taking COVID vaccines, he's taking Coke. I don't know. Maybe he's vaccinated. I have no idea. And I'm just being terrible here, folks. But the reality is, is at least if he's snorting Coke, uh, you know, off of some hooker's butt, well, at least he's at least he's having a good time. What do you get out of the COVID vaccines, folks? Name one positive thing that comes out of it. <laughs> oh boy, uh, my producer's shaking her head. Uh, yeah, I mean, think about the. Uh, did I? Yeah, yeah. I did just say that you're better off doing coke than taking a COVID vaccine. Maybe I should reconsider that. But honestly, let me ask the ridiculous question, folks. Oh, my God. I'm getting in trouble here. Let me ask you the ridiculous question. If there are literally no benefits, not even feeling good, not even being happy after you get the COVID vaccine, none whatsoever, and there are loads of health problems, permanent, short-term, long-term, potential for cancer, potential for this, potential for that, which is dumber, snorting Coke or taking a COVID vax. Okay. Now I know all of my reasonable doctor friends are right now saying never talking to Renz again. Renz just crossed the line. He went too far on this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't care. It's funny to me. Uh, I think I'd like to debate that. I wonder if a, I wonder if a scientist can make an argument that there is a greater benefit to a COVID vaccine than cocaine. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just having a bit of fun here. Uh, and I, I do like to entertain myself. Uh, besides that, I, I don't think I could actually make that argument. I would need an expert. So if I was going to trial and I wanted to yes, put this before a judge, you know, and there was some sort of a legal uh, issue where we had to weigh out the benefits and uh, determine which had greater benefits and greater risks, cocaine or uh, COVID vaccines, I'd have to actually call some experts. So I'd have, you know, guys like Hunter Biden and, uh, well, uh, all the experts on the vaccines are liars and crooks, so I don't think there'd be many there. But uh, I'd have to call Hunter Biden, um, maybe some of his friends in some of the pictures, uh, some of that stuff, and then, you know, have them testify about the benefits to their, their cocaine usage, because I've never used cocaine, so I don't actually know. Okay, folks. <laughs> oh, the media will have a fun time with this. Actually, you know, they don't even do hit pieces on me anymore, folks, because every time they do, I win the argument. And uh, it just uh, it raises my profile. So bring them on, brothers and sisters. 
and uh, people who identify as brothers when they're sisters and people who identify as sisters when they're brothers. You go ahead and bring it. I'll be happy to fight with you on this one and anyone else. All right. But point being here, and the, the moral of this story is, is this about health freedom? Uh, no. No, I think we've crossed the health free, freedom threshold, and we're now really just about keeping people safe from a, a, a product that really is much closer to a bioweapon than a vaccine or anything beneficial whatsoever. And uh, we got to ask ourselves, you know, why would we promote that? Why would we do that? Why would we have that on the market? And to say it's a health freedom thing, well, I mean, we don't legalize heroin. We don't legalize fentanyl. We don't legalize cocaine. And we shouldn't have legalized these mRNA vaccines that don't have anything to do with vaccination or health. How about that for an argument, folks? Need your support at TomRens.com. We need you to share the Tom Renz Show everywhere. We'll be right back. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? Well, the answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard doctors like Peter McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. That's the best deal ever at 25% off. Use promo code OUTLOUD25. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Everybody, welcome back and welcome to the one and only Stack of Stuff segment. The Wren's Super Secret Stack O Stuff segment, except for it's only super secret if nobody listens. Hopefully, there's a lot of you listening, and hopefully a lot more. I hope you're sharing this show. Uh, the Tom Wren Show is uh, 
it's something that I really enjoy my runs rants. I like getting this stuff out. So, uh, all right. Headline post millennial secret service knows who brought cocaine to the white house, despite claims to the contrary report. Well, no kidding folks. Geez, it's the secret service. It's the white house. I mean, does anybody actually, I, I'm not even before I even touch this, this article. Does anybody really think that the White House security is so crappy that they don't know who did that? I mean, if you live in the White House, they know everything you do. Everything. No matter how terrible that may be, they know everything. And I'm sure there's a lot of things they wish they didn't know. I mean, they probably know how many times a day Joe Biden gets his diaper changed. They know how many times a day Hunter Biden is there uh, sniffing crack off of hooker's butts if that happens. Uh, and uh, they, they just know all of this stuff, right? So uh, according to this report, the U.S. Secret Service allegedly found fingerprints on the bag of cocaine found in the White House and knows who they belong to, contradicting a report from Thursday that there is no suspect in the case. Soldier Fortune magazine reported that a source told it that the Secret Service must have known who handled the bag since last week. Uh, the publication said they're withholding the name until they can get official confirmation. Uh, so, folks, U.S. Secret, spokes, uh, Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi uh, told Breitbart News in response to the allegations that it is absolutely not true. The FBI, independent from the Secret Service, uh, tested the packaging of the cocaine, and there were no discernible fingerprints or DNA found on the, the baggie and the packaging. So you're, you want us to believe that, uh, you know, the cokehead who was carrying the baggie that he just left laying around nonchalantly in the White House, did he, uh, do you think he uh, cleaned the bag of fingerprints before he forgot it was there? He, he uh, there's just no, no fingerprints or, or DNA that were discernible. Uh, um, and no, none. They, they cleaned the baggie. This is the first cokehead on the, in history that was uh, wise enough to clean a baggie before dropping it somewhere and forgetting it was there, like the White House. Uh, there, there were no investigative leads in the video surveillance that we went through. Nothing that could lead investigators to a possible individual who may have deposited the cocaine in the cubby in the locker. Uh, what? What? So you guys got they got lockers, you know, where someone could potentially put like I don't know something bad, like a bomb or something. But you don't have no no way of watching what people are taking in and out of there or what they're putting in there. Wouldn't want to have that. I'm sure there's no way that the White House knows what that was. I mean, so what we're getting at is the Secret Service is trying to claim that they're the most incompetent buffoons on the planet. I'm sorry, I know some Secret Service guys. These guys don't screw around, they don't make mistakes, and they know everything. They know exactly who did this. They're just being told that they're not allowed to talk about it. And what you got to understand about the Secret Service folks is they have loyalty. Whether it's right or wrong, their loyalty is to the office of the president, no matter how big of a piece of trash he is. And even though Biden may throw his crappy diapers at them, they won't talk about it publicly. Uh, this is absolutely absurd. This is another cover-up. It's another piece of garbage thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
And uh, these guys know exactly who did it. They just aren't telling you, and they're lying about it because that's what they were told to do. All right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, this, that whole story's stupid, folks. I keep talking about it, and I, I'm more than done with it. I just, uh, I think the reason I talk about it is because I just can't fathom that anybody's stupid enough to believe that crap. All right, speaking of crap. Uh, San Francisco, homeless people, California. Okay. Headline in, let's see, what do we got? Uh, truthbasedmedia.com. Uh, vast hordes of Americans are being forced out into the street as the middle class degenerates. Well, I'm not going to go through all this because, I mean, listen, the economic situation in this country is appalling. And it's intended to destroy the middle class, right? So the middle class are a threat to the Bill Gates, George Soros elites. Why? Well, because the, the middle class is where competition comes from. You know, over history, the most successful people who people start out and they work hard and they come up with ideas and they come up with this and they come up with that and they earn their way to the very top of the world. Now, granted, it's not common. Not everybody can do that. But it, without a path from bottom to middle to top, well, you've eliminated any of the competition from the bottom and preserved your spot at the top, right? So eliminating the middle class is a key thing. Plus, when people have nothing, they're easier to control. You can't, you know, a free middle class, middle class and freedom are really, uh, they're, they're, I don't know, they're partnered. I mean, they're, they're very similar. You can't have one without the other. So... Yeah, the destruction of the middle class is intended. I mean, remember, according to the World Economic Forum, COVID was the most profitable event in human history. Well, how was that? Wealth transfer, folks. All the money that the middle class lost getting unemployed went to the, the elites. You know, they didn't, they didn't pay you to go anywhere. We just printed money that didn't exist to give people handouts so that they didn't starve to death. But... Yeah, basically, this was a wealth transfer. You think Amazon lost any money when you had to buy everything from Amazon because your local stores were closed? But those local stores went out of business. Amazon grew. Same with Google. Same with all these dudes, right? Anyways, uh, according to this article, California has spent $17.5 billion trying to combat homelessness. And uh, they have more than 170,000 people that are homeless now living there. 170,000 just in California, folks. Yet Newsom wants to be president. He can bring you California to the whole country. <laughs> That's what we want. We want Newsom as president. I tell you what, Newsom's president, well, you think Biden's bad. <laughs> Uh, but they do. The left does want Newsom as a president. They, he would be the, the perfect globalist sellout to take over for Biden. Uh, he's someone that you need to keep your eye on. We need to be ready to oppose, folks. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this whole thing's a really sad situation. It's a sad state. It's just a, it's an awful thing. All right. Headline Liberty Daily, my buddy J.D. Rucker. Mike Lee lays bare our Pentagon's woke hypo hypocrisy in one tweet. <laughs> and it's, it is. This is a good one. I don't know Mike Lee. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he makes some ways here and there. I just don't know enough to really have a huge opinion on the guy. But um, 
I love, love, love this tweet. Here's the tweet, and I'm reading it verbatim. Soldier to Sec Defense. Uh, quote, my mom died. I need to travel to her funeral. Sec Defense to Soldier. Don't be charged for leave time and must pay your own travel. Sounds about like it, about right. Okay, Soldier to Sec Defense. I want an abortion. Sec Defense to Soldier. Here's three weeks of paid leave, and I'll pay your travel. Well, that pretty much sums it up, folks. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll pay to kill your babies, but we're not going to do anything to help you if you have a you know anything real going on. All right. Now, why does that uh, that matters? And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, before I before you know what, I'm going to go right to this. We're going to come back to uh, this other. Um, this is about the cultural decline and rot of our nation, right? The lack of morality. We always got a bunch of that, right? So uh, let's move from there to this wonderful little headline. Demonic Disney unveils new program about little girl who inherits blood-drinking cult complete with ritualistic murder and human sacrifice. Go Disney! You are doing a great job. And I can't understand why your park was empty on the 4th of July. I don't get it. You'd think that sounds like a great family place. Uh, the company that's responsible for a, a new program about a little girl who inherits a blood-drinking cult complete with ritualistic murder and human sacrifice sounds like a great place for a family trip, doesn't it? I mean... I know I'd love to go there. So according to uh, the discern report, uh, we have a new Disney show called Praise Petey. It's going to air on Hulu and Freeform. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't put it for Disney kids. But it's going to air on Hulu and Freeform. And, uh, well, it, it's about a young girl who inherits a human-sacrificing, blood-drinking cult whose logo has the all-seeing eye, according to a source. Uh, this is a product of Disney Television Studios' 20th Century Television Animation. And, uh, well, it doesn't sound real positive, folks. Uh, this is a... Uh, about a place called Utopia, naturally, because Utopia is where ritualistic murder cults usually live. And uh, it's it's literally a, a, a cult nightmare. I mean, I, I don't even, yeah, I look at this, I'm like, holy God. I mean, just when I think Disney can't outdo itself, I mean, didn't they have the, uh, the girl who was dating Satan, or the, oh, Satan's baby mama. Yeah, Satan's Baby Mama. They had the Satan's Baby Mama cartoon a while back. Now they're going uh, demonic cult, uh, blood drinking, murder, sacrifice, whatever. Disney is winning the prize for family entertainment. I mean, you got to love Disney. Uh, it sounds like they have really, really just... Uh, I don't know. The culture war is is well underway, folks. And speaking of that, next headline. 
Daily Mail, almost half of millennials think misgendering a transgender person should be criminal offense, new study finds. Okay, and this says, among those aged 25 to 34, 44% the idea of misgendering being a criminal defense, while only 31% disagree. Folks, at the risk of upsetting some of you who may be in my audience, if you're between 25 and 34, there is a, at least a 44% chance you're an idiot because it says 44% support the idea of misgendering being a criminal offense. These kids are morons. You're an idiot. If that's what you think, you're an idiot. You want to put, you, you, God help you to become a parent. You know, my children like to play pretend. Uh, they're getting a little older now, but when they're little, they pretend to be this and pretend to be that. And, uh, I mean, they pretend to be all sorts of things. And sometimes they'd say, Daddy, will you play with me and play along? That's fine. But if my kid said, hey, Dad, you know how I was playing superhero? Um, I really am one. I'd say, uh, well, you may be a hero to your daddy, but you're not magical. No, Dad, I'm a superhero. I can fly. No, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, that's what I'd say. No, you can't. Why? Because they can't. Dad, I'm going to jump off the roof because I, I identify as a superhero and I believe I can fly. No, son, you can't. If you jump off the roof, you'll get hurt. It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Dad, I'm a girl. No, son, you're not. And you can't cut off your wiener and pretend to be a girl because you'll have lifelong health problems and it's a terrible idea. Please explain to me the difference between the two. Uh, while you're thinking about that, just know you can't. There is no difference. It's stupid. I don't have to recognize your mental illness as reality just to make you feel better. Reality is what it is. And your quote-unquote truth is not my reality, nor does it dictate my reality. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Millennials are morons. I mean, there's some that are not, but gee, 44% are apparently retarded. Oh, I used the word again. I'm going to be in oh, so much trouble. But there's hope, folks. There's hope. According to Breitbart, headline, Burger Empire in and out requiring employees to show medical note to wear masks. God bless in and out. I'm I promote, Listen, I'm going to go get fat. I'm going to be a fat guy now. Then I, if I become fat, I'm not a racist. So I'm going to go to In-N-Out Burger and eat burgers until I'm fat. Because, uh, first of all, I'll no longer be a racist. And uh, because, you know, they claim that you're a racist if you're against being fat. Or if you talk about fat being unhealthy. Have you heard this, folks? Well, you've heard it if you listen here. We talk about it all the time. But uh, I'm going to go eat enough In-N-Out Burger to, to become a fat guy. Because uh, they now have said that if you want to want to wear a mask, you need a medical note because you look like an idiot. People don't like talking to you if you're wearing a mask, and it's a bad thing. Uh, it, it just, it's just everything about it. Uh, note stipulates that no employee may wear a mask unless they provide a medical note that exempts them uh, from the requirement. If they provide a medical note, they must wear a company-provided N95 mask unless they can produce another note exempting them from that requirement, too. So no more stupid masks that don't do anything. 
None. We're not doing that anymore, according to in and out God bless these guys. Uh, thank you for doing something that actually makes sense. I just became a fan of in and out Burger, and I don't even think I've ever ate there. I don't really know what it is. Their logo kind of reminds me of McDonald's. Um, so I'm guessing, uh, I believe they're a fast food type thing. So maybe they're better than McDonald's. I don't know much about them, but I just know that, uh, I know I like them right this minute because they're doing away with idiocy. Hooray for that. All right. Moving on. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing at all. Uh, Pennsylvania train derailment, silicon pellets found leaking out of collapsed train cars. Uh, uh, 15 to 20 cars carrying hazardous materials derailed. Level 2 hazmat response. Um, Folks, this is just a random event. They happen all the time. I mean, yes, we keep having, you know, major ecological disasters all over the U.S. And yes, it's, it's obvious a coincidence. I mean, you know, Mike DeWine did finally ask for some emergency funds for the chemical bomb that he unleashed in East Ohio, Palestine, Ohio. Um, you know, I mean, but that was just, it's just another train wreck. And no, these aren't soft targets. And no, all these military-aged men from Iran and China that are coming to the United States have nothing to do with this. That's all conspiracy theory. And if you think it's not, you're a hater and uh, there's something wrong with you. Please share the show, folks. Share the Renz Ranch. Share the America Out Loud Network. Share the Tom Renz Show. Go to TomRenz.com. We'll see you soon.